0: business leaders listen up it's time to eliminate bad attitudes politics and distrust on your business teams it's time to change the culture of your team that means you as the leader must change it's time for you to have impact learn how from corporate consultant dave anderson on impact talk radio designed to impact high impact leaders who want to lead high impact teams it's time to stop reacting and start leading. Here's Dave Anderson with Impact Talk Radio.
1: Hey, this isn't really a big deal. I mean, it's just a little white lie, right? I mean, sometimes we think that way, don't we? We think that, ah, uh, you know, this is just this this is, doesn't really impact my character. This is just a little white lie. It's just to get through this situation. It's just to smooth things out. No big deal. It's just one of those small decisions right? It's a small test. But you know what? It is a big deal. There are no small tests when it comes to our character. And when you think about leaders, the, the, our, the character of the leader is why people follow you. For a leader, the magnitude of the decision should not determine my approach. I mean, if, if uh, my moral compass is involved, then the decision is a big deal. Too many times we base, base our decisions on you know, whether or not the immediate, per, the immediate perception of the impact of that uh, decision. Ah, it's no big deal. The impact's no big deal, but it is a big deal. Every test is a big deal when it comes to our character. What we lose sight of is our impact, our immediate choices have on our decision-making in the future. Each little choice we make leads us towards something in the future. Do I call in sick? Do I change the timestamp on an email I'm sending? Do I give back extra change with the, the extra change the cashier gave me? All of these impact our character in the long run. Do I tell someone I just left when I have, I'm not even in the car yet? Do I, do I just omit telling somebody something uh, about my, a mistake I made in the hopes they're not going to find out? That impacts us. Do I fudge a few unavailable numbers to get a report in on time? Do I exaggerate my role in a story to make the story better? That impacts our character. And you know, when you look at that list, you can see that some of those decisions have nothing to do with leading a team, but they have, have everything to do with the type of person I'm becoming. No matter what context my character is tested in, these decisions are a big deal. Fibs are a big deal. White lies are a big deal. Omissions that make my life convenient are a big deal. I'm Dave Anderson. This is Impact Talk Radio. And you can find this show and all my shows on iTunes. And when you go to iTunes and you find Impact Talk Radio, listen to the show and then rate us. Give us a rating on it. Let people know what your thoughts are. You can also find me on Twitter at DaveAnderson88 or check out my blogs, AndersonLeadershipSolutions.com. So this is like exercising. These tests are like exercises. These small tests prepare you for the larger tests. I mean, I'm kidding myself. I think I'm suddenly going to do the right thing in a big test if I've never exercised the will to do the right thing in a smaller test. It is. It's like a muscle. I'm a fool if I think I can bench – that I'm going to be able to bench press press 300 pounds if I've never bench pressed 100 pounds. We've got to exercise our moral muscles on smaller decisions if I want to be prepared to lead when things are tough. For me each morning I wake up, you know, I, I read the Bible, I, I make it, it I I work out and it makes it easier for me to do that same thing again the next time. But each day I skip, it makes it easier for me to slack off on those things in the future as well. I know the same is true for all of us. I mean, our habits, the positive habits and the negative habits are formed one decision at a time. Every time my character is involved in a decision, my choice reinforces and establishes a habit or begins a new one. So temptations, you know, they're they're inside all of us, and they've been inside all of us all the way back to the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve took the bite out of that apple. It's not whether I'm tempted that determines my character, but it's my response to that temptation. Every time I choose to act honestly or dishonestly, it makes it easier to make that same choice the next time. The size of the decision doesn't matter. Now, here's the thing. That's great news. That means I can begin to change who I am today by making a different choice than I made yesterday. Today, I can begin acting differently and changing my character. See, I believe that your character is your habitual way of operating. How I am is who I am. My habits, the sum total of my habits, the good ones and the bad ones, make up my character. And choosing to do the right thing in the smaller tests prepares me for the larger tests to come. I've got to embrace the small decisions and treat a test of my character as the battle it truly is. I've got to win the small battles to win the war for my character. For all of us, that is, there, are, there are no small tests to our character. Leadership that we all want to ex- exercise, leadership is a blend of competence and character. But it's our character more than our competence that's going to determine our ability to lead others. There are no small tests of our character. That's an oxymoron. And we're going to be right back here in just a few, a few seconds. And we're going to be talking with Karen Dell. And this is her sh- second time with us here today. And she's the author of How Will You Measure Your Life? And we're going to be t- talking about this idea that there are s- small tests of our character. And we're going to talk about integrity and how that impacts our lives and the lives of the people around us, especially especially if we consider ourselves leaders. There aren't any small tests. We'll be right back. <laughs>
0: This is Impact Talk Radio, a dose of reality, a dose of advice, a dose of impact solutions. Dave Anderson will be right back. Imagine if you could stop reacting and start leading because you lead a low-maintenance team. A low-maintenance team has initiative, integrity, and enthusiasm. A low-maintenance team is fun to lead because they don't bicker, play politics, or wait for you, the leader, to tell them what to do. The Overwhelmed Manager's Guide to a Winning Culture is a step-by-step program that will eliminate bad attitudes, politics, and distrust on a team. The Overwhelmed Manager's Guide to a Winning Culture is a video-based course that provides even the busiest leaders with practical, real-life solutions... That can be implemented during the whirlwind and busyness of your daily job. Watch the free introductory videos at overwhelmedmanagersguide.com and learn more about what the Overwhelmed Manager's Guide to a Winning Culture can do for busy leaders who want to lead low-maintenance teams. Get the free PDF, Hiring for Character Interview Guide, by going to overwhelmedmanagersguide.com and downloading the OMG Power Pack. Don't wait. Stop reacting and start leading. Visit overwhelmedmanagersguide.com and start building your low maintenance team today. Welcome back to Impact Talk Radio. It's time to stop reacting and start leading. Here's Dave Anderson.
1: Well, I don't know if anybody out there listening noticed, but I was getting kind of worked up towards the end of that last segment because – this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart, and uh, as some of you may know, uh, my father and I have written a book together called "Becoming a Leader of Character," and we talk about the habits of character. And one of the things that we're going to talk today, talk about today, is the habit of integrity. But we're going to talk uh, about it with Karen Dillon, who's the author of "How Will You Measure Your Life," which is New York Times bestseller and one, a, a book that I have highlighted and I have dog-eared and read uh, multiple times now, just in the last couple months since. I got it. And uh, Karen is the former editor of the Harvard Business Review and she graduated from Cornell and she was uh, – also graduated from Northwestern S- uh, School of Journalism and and she's also been named one of the world's most influential and inspiring women. And let me tell you, she was on the show uh, – uh, she was on a previous show and we're bringing her back because – really wanted to talk about this topic because when I got to this part of the book about – where they're talking about just this once – it just hit home to me. And just, I just felt like, golly, we need to talk about this. So Karen, thank you very much for being with us.
2: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me.
1: Well, let me, let me ask you this. Why do people think, you know, you, you, in, in your book, you'll, uh, you talk about, you know, how, and how you, will you measure your life? You talk about that. People think, well, just this once, just this once. Well, how do you guys approach that? And what, what's your point there?
2: Well, I guess let's start with the frame of thinking of it this way. If I asked anyone listening, you know, who in the audience is a person of integrity everybody would raise their hand right we all think of ourselves as people of integrity no one ever ever sets out to be a person who's dishonest or lacks integrity or the really crook or you know whatever the bad version of that is yeah. what happens is the way our minds make decisions is we tend to make decisions about the sort of short-term immediate impact of the decision at, at hand uh... in business language we make decisions based on what the, what they call the marginal cost what are the cost of the specific aspect of this decision and so that means some little integrity challenge, like you outlined when you just spoke of that, comes up in our life, you might default to thinking, well, what are the consequences of this choice? And your mind will only think of the really short-term immediate consequences. Oh, uh, I might, you know, feel bad that I kept the change. I might think about, you know, my colleague might notice that I took home supplies from the office and I will kind of feel slimy about it. But the consequences aren't that bad for that one decision in that moment as you analyze it. The problem is that marginal cost thinking is the wrong way to approach any decision in your life. You always have to think about what are the short, medium, and long-term consequences. And so if you don't see every one of those moments of struggle with your integrity, however small they are, as a step on a path that will lead you in a direction, you're not actually thinking about the consequences of the choice. You're just thinking of the really least possible short-term consequences of whatever you're doing. And those little choices are very easy to say yes to. All right, I'll keep the change because I've got some justification. I overpaid one time. They didn't give me a dollar back last time. I didn't get what I paid for in that case. It feels morally right to you. You start to justify it and you dismiss it completely and you've now just stepped onto a path that you never thought you'd be stepping onto by making that very first choice.
1: You know, I love the quote in the book. I'm going to read the quote uh, directly. It says, you don't realize the road you're on until you look up and see you've arrived at a destination you would would have considered unthinkable.
2: Well, think of some of the most famous examples of people are heroes who have fallen from grace. Do you think Lance Armstrong ever imagined the first time he did doping or whatever the right thing is that he did mm-hmm. uh, that that he would lead that would lead him to the point where he'd be a national humiliation and he'd have to give back his medals and honors and the shame that he felt did that ever occur to him when he did it the first time no he probably thought the immediate short-term consequences are I'll do better in this race that's it didn't think beyond that you don't you don't think at the long term think of tiger uh Tiger Woods, you know, I don't know his story, but when he started cheating on his wife, did he think of the consequences of press conferences and his wife leaving him and listening to something? No, you don't. You think about the choice in front of you. No one ever imagines they'll end up where they'll end up. But when you start down that path, you are on your way and you don't even realize
1: it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, and I think we all, to varying levels in our lives, we all have those parts of our lives that, or moments in our lives where we're like, how did I get here? You know, but you know, maybe sometimes it was in college, whatever it was. But you're like, how did I get here? And and it's daunting to try to get out of it when when you're down that path, so far down that path.
2: It's really uh, hard. That's the, that's the point. Step by step, you you retrace your step. You can't you can't go backwards. You take baby steps down the path, and none of those individual steps feel very bad or very. You know, you look back, oh, I didn't do too bad. But suddenly, you've taken two and three and four, and every time you take a step down towards a part of an integrity line that you don't really respect. But you've just taken a little baby step towards it. It's like a drop of water in the bucket. You know, it adds up. It adds up. And suddenly you don't look up and assess until the consequences feel really bad to you. But guess what? You've earned that because you've taken those steps one by one by one, redrawn your own moral line and long since forgotten about it. It's it's a really insidious process. and, And people don't realize with each of those steps how far they're moving from where they once were.
1: Yeah, it's. I know when we, uh, you and I have talked, spoken about it, but my father and I, in the book, uh, in our book, we talk about it as well. I mean, it, it's. It, we sit there and we look at these things as inconsequential, at the in the moment. Yeah, and I like the marginal cost thought process on it. You know, it's inc- we think it's, inc- and it makes life a little bit easier at the moment. You know, it makes, it makes things a little bit easier. It smooths things over with my wife. It, 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 you know, I, I do, I, I help, I do a little bit more than I expected to do on my kids' project at school. It makes things a little bit, it's fine. My kids gets a little bit better grade, but the impact down the road, the the ripple effect, you know, you you use the word ripple effect before. And I love that because you drop that little pebble in those rip, those, those ripples go all the way to the ends of the pond when you throw that pebble in there. And now, it doesn't stop. You're never thinking stop.
2: about it. That's the thing. You're, you're, you are, you're trying to do good things. or trying to do things that you can justify. We can all justify anything in our mind pretty mm. easily. My kid will be filled so, so much better, have so much more self-esteem if they do well on that project. That's a good thing, right? Well, yeah. 10 projects later, maybe you've sent the message to your kid that you don't believe they're capable of it or they don't understand the consequences of their choices. You never intended in a million years to do that, but that's what you've done.
1: Or cheating is warranted when it when when the reward is big enough,
2: you exactly. Know? Exactly.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, and and that that's an interesting thing, you know? And then we use those words like white, like I used in the opening, white lies and fibs, and you know, I always say those are just euphemisms that we use to rationalize for the fact that I'm a liar. <laughs> I've just lied. And you know the euphem- you know they're the euphemisms they're lies that are wrapped up in euphemisms that's what they are when we call our st- when we just say oh, it's a little white lie it's oh it's a it's a half truth it's
2: we do know. things to make ourselves feel better about it right that's part of our marginal thinking you you, you make the the even the short term costs very small you you were very good at that right we don't want to feel the discomfort of our choices so we make it easier for ourselves especially if nobody knows that's the thing would you make this choice if if nobody ever knew it happened. And that's a question you have to ask yourself. If nobody's going to know, what would you do? And that's when you decide and know who you really are, when nobody's who are you When nobody's looking. Uh, yeah. That's the real question of your integrity.
1: Yeah, that, that's an inter- interesting point. And I think that probably a lot of people have heard that, who you are when nobody's looking. and. You know, some people are willing to say, "Well, that you know, well nobody's looking," and and you know, I, again, like like I mentioned in the opening, I, I'll make this little choice now, but it won't affect me when the big issue comes along, when the big test comes along. But again, history is f- full of people who've made poor decisions, and we only get to evaluate the big decision that they they failed upon. But how many times? How many small decisions led up to that? led them to that point where they were, it was easier for them. There was less inertia, I guess, for the big lie.
2: Right, exactly. And you don't think about those because they're, they're small, right? They're all small ones until they're not.
1: A body at rest tends to stay at rest. A body emotion tends to stay unless acted upon by an outside force. And if we're moving in the same direction, if our character or integrity is moving in one direction, sometimes we need a book like How Will You Measure Your Life to knock us in the right direction here. (laughs) So, you know, I guess some of it goes back to what do you stand for? I mean, if we're always in, and I know we talked about that in in our uh, previous interview, but knowing what you stand for, because if you're always just making decisions based on what's practical at the time, you're, you're probably just going to make decisions that work at the moment. But They might lead, like you said, little steps down the wrong path. Uh, Do you have any advice on how to determine what – how people need to determine what's most important to them?
2: Well, again, asking – simply asking yourself that question is a really good start. Probably – we probably all could come up with it quickly and if asked in a moment, what do you stand for? Oh, I stand for, you know, God, apple pie in the American way. You know, you'd say Mm -hmm. something that sounds great. But if you don't actually have that sort of in your head, I stand for – Treating people with kindness. I stand for being honest in all of my dealings. I stand for integrity. You you don't have any kind of a guiding principle for making the choice that seems choices that seem gray. None of us would make the choices that are black and white, evil, bad, uh, Mm -hmm. given a choice. I think we all think of ourselves as better than that, but life doesn't come that way. Life is full of all shades of gray, and it's very difficult to navigate. So if you haven't even had that conversation with yourself and decided, what do I stand for? And then chosen to stand for it all the time. You don't really have those principles and you don't really have the integrity you think. You just kind of, sort of have it. And it's not the same thing.
1: Well, it's interesting too, when you take it back to the whole idea of a leader, uh, same thing goes with your work teams. Same thing goes with your families. If you're leading a family, if they don't know what they're supposed to stand for, if that has not been laid out, how are they going to make decisions? What are they going to run – what rubric or decision-making process are they going to run, make, make their decisions through? Just whatever works at the moment?
2: Well, yeah, absolutely, especially with families, right? Your, your kids look to you for what matters. And whether you say it out loud or not, you're, you're giving them all kinds of cues about that. You know, does winning matter at all cost? Think about how you acted on the sidelines of their games. Does being the best always, you know, the, is that the most important thing? Think about the times you help them, you know, work extra hard in the projects. Is that what the goal is? You, you're, you're providing that guidance, whether you know it or not. So it's, super important to provide the guidance you actually believe in, not the one you kind of let yourself default to in any given moment. You know, your family should know what it stands for. Does your family stand for kindness? Does your family st- stand for helping other people? You should not only act that way, but talk about it and, and make that part of you know, your family's mantra, because otherwise your kids will get cues and impressions and ideas that you perhaps are not even aware that you're sending.
1: Yeah. You yeah, know, the, the, uh, the interesting thing about integrity is uh, a lot, you mentioned it, everybody believes they have it, but then when you have to exercise integrity and it might hurt you when you do it, you might lose friends, you could even lose a job, all of a, or at least there's a fear of that. All of a sudden, integrity becomes negotiable for a lot of people. Right. And, and that is definitely the wrong
2: path for people. There's no question about
1: that. And that, one of the things I truly believe is you cannot have integrity unless you have courage. Because if the only time you have integrity is when it can't cost you anything, that's not integrity.
2: Absolutely agree with that. And also think about the 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 courage that you demonstrate and the more you're articulate about it, the courage of the choices you're making, the more the people around you understand it and, and see the priority and see how important it is and, and can your kids model it for your kids. I think in my mind I'm a mom, lots of people it might be their friends or their or their close family, but um people around you learn so much about their own their own values and what they Care about and what they're going to do. They model after you by watching you, and so the effects of a, a choice of courage to to stay with integrity is that's again really profound and really important. You know, you you want that message to be the one that your kids take into their own lives down the line, not the one of make the choice that's most convenient and we'll figure out. You know, but stand for good things generally. Uh, you're sending really important messages, and you don't want to get that wrong.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. We need all these whistleblower incentives and, and things out there uh, if you know, people weren't so worried about losing their jobs. Uh, you know, People say, well, what if I lose my job? And I, and I always think about you know kind of that tombstone test. What do I want my kids to put on my tombstone? Do I want them to say, here lies Dave Anderson, our father, and he always stayed fully employed? Or do I want them to say, here lies Dave Anderson, our father, a man of integrity? Right. Or a man who stood up for what was right.
2: Oh, you know, you know the difference, and you know it now. Like saying it, which uh, you know, which one you want to be said about you someday. It's really important, hard to do, but so important to do.
1: Yeah, yeah, easy say, hard do, and that's why these things. Uh, that, like I mentioned in the opening, it's it's like a muscle. You got to exercise, and you we never get we never get fit without breaking a sweat. And so we've right. got to. Sometimes we got to let people down and say. I messed up, I screwed up and as opposed to making some excuse or some lie to cover ourselves cover for ourselves and um that's that's part of having integrity is having the courage to say I messed up.
2: Right. Right. It is uh, and it's you don't always have to do it in a way that's slamming something down on the ground and will storming out in a high drama moment. You know, the the point that you can be you can have integrity and have courage and still do it in dignified and diplomatic and candid without being harsh ways. You don't have to be, you know, a, a black and white person in that moment, but you still have to clearly own and stand for what you stand for.
1: Yeah, and that's I I think again, I think that's a big overriding premise of the book uh, of your book how will you measure your life is you got to know what you stand for you got to know those bigger issues in your life and not just kind of float through life making decisions based on immediate needs absolutely absolutely well, I was going to say we got about a minute left before we take we, we take a commercial commercial break here and when what has been the reaction of readers i mean how will you how you will measure how will you measure your life 's been out uh, uh, you published it here in two thousand and fifteen but you know, what's been the reaction to that part of the book that you've heard from people?
2: That part is pretty profound. I think, I think it strikes people as is really getting at the core of something that maybe they wouldn't have articulated but is so important to them. And, again, everybody wants to think of themselves as a person of integrity. We don't, you know, I don't think people don't. I don't think they don't want to be that person. It's just realizing that the impact of, of small choices add up to something really profound. Um, I think it's an important course correction. Um, and there's a rule that we offer in the book that I think is a really powerful way to think about it. It's easier to be true to your principles 100% of the time than 98% of the time.
1: That's a great way to go into commercial right there. We're going to be right back with Karen Dillon with our uh, last five minutes, and we're going to wrap up our discussion on how will you how you, will you measure your life and our integrity. We'll be right back.
0: This is Pack Talk Radio. Learn more on Dave Anderson's blog at Anderson Leadership Solutions.com. Stay with us. Back after these. Passionate, dynamic, funny, straightforward, and down to earth are all words used. Describe Dave
1: Anderson as a speaker and a trainer. You know, people ask me, Dave, why not sales training? And I always say, you know, I could do sales training, and I do periodically. I did it for 20 years. But if I help somebody become a better salesperson, it's like helping somebody become a better accountant or a better engineer. Those skills, they stay at work when somebody heads home at night. But if I help them become a better leader at work, They go home, they're a better husband, a better father, a better mother, a better wife, better in their community, better in their ministries. I truly believe that leadership is what this world needs, whether it's at work or in our families. And if I can impact that during my lifetime, I know that I will have fulfilled my purpose before I meet my maker. If you want to book Impact Talk
0: Radio host Dave Anderson as a speaker at your next meeting or convention or you would like to discuss leadership development training opportunities with Dave, email him directly at dave at alslead.com. That's dave at alslead.com. You can also follow Dave on Twitter at DaveAnderson88 and also on LinkedIn. Watch a video of Dave speaking at AndersonLeadershipSolutions.com. Leaders, if you want an engaged audience that walks away inspired and ready to become the leaders they were meant to be, contact dave anderson via email at dave at ALS welcome back to impact talk radio no fluff just straight talk with impact solutions for high impact leaders here's dave anderson
1: Hey, we're here with Karen Dillon, the author of How Will You Measure Your Life and also former editor of the Harvard Business Review. And we're talking about integrity and the whole idea of, you know, just this once, just this once, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this decision. And it's not a big deal. But, you know, Karen, we've been talking about how do you suggest someone who's been in the habit of justifying those decisions with that idea of just this once, how do you suggest for them to start changing those habits and making different choices?
2: Well, I mean, a simple way to to think about it is what we alluded to earlier, talked about earlier is: Would you do this if if you had to, if someone were watching you in this moment? If there were if you were in a reality show and they were videotaping every moment of your your day and every choice you made, mm. would you be proud of what you did? You know, take I don't know, making out taking home extra office supplies. You lost a receipt for the cab. You made up one. You rounded it up. You know, would you be proud of those moments? I think that's a really good starting test. And then maybe the second one is would you be proud to tell people that? You know, would you would you without having any hesitation explain why you made the choice you, you did without knowing that you were feeling a little bit guilty under that? I think that's a really good litmus test as a starting point. But it's never too late to, to start to change who you are and, and become a better person. I think that's you know important to go through life, always trying to be a better person, striving for better and more and, and greater. Um, so maybe make a resolution 100%. This is what I stand for, and I'm going to make my choices from this moment on, 100% in line with the integrity and the values that I choose for myself. At the end of the day, the only person it really matters to is you, and if you can sleep well at night, that's that's probably a gift that you can give yourself that nobody mm. else can give to you.
1: Yeah, uh, that's uh, I love that thought. It's a gift. No, me, nobody can nobody can give you integrity. And nobody can take it away. It's 100% ours, and it's our choice. You know, right. we spend so much time complaining about things that are out of our control, yet something like our integrity, which is 100% in our control, we can sacrifice so quickly. And it's, you know, and I want to encourage people along with Karen that, you know, yes, maybe you've made decisions, maybe you've made a series of decisions, maybe your life has been a series of decisions where you've just done the practical and you've bent the rules, you've 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 done the white lies, you've done all those type of things. And okay, I understand. Um in our book, Becoming a Leader Character, I'm pretty open with the fact there was a period in my life where I did those things, and then I also made some changes in my life. And so I'm not sitting here, and I know Karen's not either, we're sitting there pounding our chest saying, you know, look, you know, we are we are perfect in this area. None of us are perfect in this area. But the point is we know what the standard of perfection is for our integrity and we need to strive for that. And we need to, and so we can start making different choices now and start moving off the path we've been on and get back on the path we always intended to be on. I don't think any of us have ever intended to be so far down the road as far as sacrificing our integrity that sometimes we find ourselves to be.
2: I know in my own life that having tried to have that conversation, what do I stand for at a conscious point a few years ago – at a minimum, it means on those hopefully rare occasions when you do step off that path, it glows in the dark to you. You know what? Mm. Oh, I, I regret that I did that. I won't do it again. It's not, it's not fuzzy. It's not gray anymore. You know you made a mistake, and you can get right back on the path. If you don't have that conversation with yourself, maybe you're not even kind of conscious of how many times and how many ways you step off of the path that you stand for. It's, it's, it is possible to correct, and it's, everybody slips. But if you're aiming to be better, you will be better. It's as simple as that.
1: And being led by somebody who is willing to say, "I made the wrong decision here i'm changing my ways i'm changing this decision I mean some of us will make a snap decision we wish we hadn't and then we and then our pride won't let us." Go back and make the change because what will people think of me? What will this? And you know what? What I found is when we admit those mistakes, when we made we made a bad decision, even a decision of of low, you know, of poor integrity. When we go back and admit and ask for forgiveness for that, it's amazing the trust that that builds with the people that we're, that we let know about and that we confess those things to.
2: I think that's an incredibly powerful and important quality in a real in leader. It's authenticity. It's being human. Asking for forgiveness and then being better. You know, you have to be better at the end of it. You can't keep asking for for forgiveness for slips. But if you be better and you share with you own it, uh, you'll get a lot of respect for that that you might not imagine that you would.
1: Yeah, and when we aren't willing to ma- uh, when we're not willing to accept that we we failed or that we screwed up and admit to that, we're kind of sending a message that we're perfect. To everybody, if they've and, never heard us and say, and "I'm sorry, way, please forgive me, me. me, I screwed perfect. up," they we're sending a message we're perfect. Everybody knows we're not perfect, and, uh, and and one of the reasons we're trying to do that, we're trying to send that message, is we don't want people to think less of us. But what ends up happening is, is exactly that. They all know we're not perfect, so now they already now they do think less of us. I just want to encourage everybody. I know Karen is encouraging us as well. Look, these are not small decisions that we make. Every time our integrity, every time our character is involved, these are big decisions. Look, go out and buy. How will you measure your life? Whether you're not, you're a, a leader uh, on on the uh, upper echelons of business, whether or not you're a middle manager, how will you measure your life impacts more than just business. It impacts every part of our lives, and it'll give you great insights on uh, on how to move forward. I'm Dave Anderson. I want to thank Karen for being here again. You're listening to Impact Talk Radio. And when you go out there, just stop reacting and start leading. That's what your people want. Leaders of Integrity.